Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Sunday, August 7th, 12.59 p.m. And uh, I'm down here along the East Coast, traveling south on my way to the beach, spend some time with the wife's family. And coming at you, coming at you from kind of an interesting place because I had big plans to smoke like a chimney at the beach. Um, I have four different strains in my possession right now. I've got an edible, and I was ready to just get slammed in the sand. And I'd been avoiding my emails, quittingmarijuanapodcast at gmail.com, uh, for the same reason whenever I avoid them uh, that I do. It's usually shame. It's always shame. I had been on a good streak there, and then I got off the streak, and then I was pretty much smoking. And I told myself, oh, I'm going to keep the Sabbath holy. And in my mind, that included using marijuana uh, on the Sabbath because I felt like, oh, it's bringing me closer to God or, oh, I feel like I can hear God speak. And a lot of these arguments that I have tend to come back to the idea of are you hearing them because of the weed or are you hearing them in spite of the weed? Are you finding success because of the marijuana or are you finding success in spite of the marijuana? And that's what I ask myself about Joe Rogan all the time. You know, how this guy pulls it off. Uh, I think one of the barriers has always been like, oh, if I ever got on the Joe Rogan podcast and he asked me to smoke, like, oh, I would definitely smoke with him. But if you got that mentality that it's okay to smoke with one guy, then it's really okay to smoke for this reason or for that reason. And you open up the whole box. So I had started burning again. And then on my own, I had kind of come off and I got to the point to where it was like once a week and then it was like once every other day and now again it's gotten to like the past four days I've smoked every day um pretty much always plays out like that and I had one day where I I thought I I swear you guys I heard God talk to me I, I took a massive dose of edibles and I was hallucinating a little bit in terms of the in terms of what I could hear and I swear I had a conversation with God. It was super powerful. And so I used that as justification to keep uh, imbibing, to keep partaking. And so, like I said, I, I avoided opening up my messages. And then I came down here and I something was weighing on me. I've been going to church. I went to a uh, Quaker meeting last week. And for those of you who don't, and two weeks ago I went to a Quaker meeting. The problem is I was an hour late, so I only caught the tail end of the service. They had the wrong time. And so I went to this most recent one, and uh, they're very similar to a Methodist service, except with a lot more silence, and that appealed to me. You know, I wanted something where, you know, we could feel the Spirit, uh, feel the Spirit move amongst us, and to kind of take out the, the human side of things. Quakers also meet prior to the formal service, and they spend an hour sitting in silence, and they only speak if they feel the Spirit of God moving them to do so. I did not attend to that. I can't remember what happened. Uh, something to do with probably spending time with my wife or something came up. And so I didn't go. Oh, no, my dad. My dad was helping us work on the house. And so uh, I did not go. And I'm looking forward to that. I really want to do it. I'm struggling, you guys. I mean, I'm I'm cooked. I'm trying to fast today. So I, I keep thinking about fasting. I keep wanting it to be, you know, I believe it's a good idea. But something always gets in the way. And today we're traveling to the beach. 
Uh, it's just my wife and I at her parents' house, and then we're, we're headed to the beach where all the rest of the family is. It'll be almost impossible to do that while the family's there. Number one, I just don't want to deal with the drama. Um, but number two, you know, I mean, it's good food and everything. So yesterday I went nuts. I, was, I smoked like a chimney. I ate a bunch of sugar, um, just totally let my hair down. And now today it's like, all right, you know, time to time to try to cleanse that. So yesterday, I don't know what moved me moved me to open up my email, and maybe it's just because I I become more spiritual, or you know, maybe it was God working in my life. And so anyway, I opened it up, and it's like, oh fuck, I had like six or seven emails from you guys, uh, all different people, and all either like thanking me for the podcast or you know telling me their story and. Most of them are having a lot more success than I'm having. And so, again, it goes back to that idea of I don't want to be a bad example to you guys. I don't want to be the reason why you start using again. It's, you know, oh, well, you know, Jonah used, so I'm, I'm going to use. It's like, well, I'm a fucking loser. You know, you, you, don't, you don't want to be like me. You could be ten times better than I am. Uh, don't, don't be like this guy. And I'm, I'm also a fairly extreme person, so, you know, here I am fasting today. And my plan also is to get a landline for my house and to get rid of my cell phone because I'm just, the, the whole pornography thing is a struggle. And then too, when I look at it, I look at my amount of screen time and it's like an hour and 26 minutes a day, you know, for weeks, sometimes it's more. And, and what were people doing before they had this little rectangle to stare at? You, you know, it's, it's not good. It shortens my attention span. Um, a lot of it is texting, and then I'm not living in the moment where I am, and I'm wondering about this person, and I find myself, oh, maybe I should text them, maybe I shouldn't. It's just been a total clusterfuck. So I'm wondering if going hardcore, right? Because that's me. I gotta go. I gotta go hardcore on everything. Going hardcore on the landline and ditching the cell phone uh, is going to be the way to go. I feel pretty good about it. I'm gonna try tomorrow, uh, which is a business day, Monday. To set that up, it's going to be a little more expensive. Right now, my cell phone plan only costs me 11 bucks a month. And I know the landline in the past, they were asking for 50 So I, I don't know. It's just, I don't get any signal in my house either. So there's a double impetus. of like, if I'm at home and I call people or they call me, I can't even hear them because the signal drops out. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling, you guys. And it could be from not eating. It could be from not really knowing how to how to get back into this with you because... Uh, it's been such a long journey, you know. I don't know if you've ever start if you started at the beginning and you made it all the way to now. Um, damn, you're hardcore. You know, you're definitely trying to get better, and I, I, I hope that you are, and um, I hope you're not just like me, just fucking flailing around in life. Uh, but I'm making some significant career changes. I mean, this is crazy, man. I'm there's that, and that's why maybe that's why the Lord was working in my heart. I don't know, but um, I'm going to start taking phys ed classes uh, so I can get my PE certification. And it's not because I don't believe that reading is important. Uh, it's quite the opposite. You know, I believe I can teach reading in a context that's more meaningful to me, you know, that I'm more passionate about. And now that I've taught kindergarten for so long, I understand what it takes to become a reader. And so uh, I was reading this book called uh, Wild at Heart. I believe it's by John Eldridge. And, you know, there's a quote in there that my fucking THC-laced mind can't remember, but it was something like, don't live a life according to what you think the world needs, you know, live a life according to what sets you on fire, because what the world needs is you on fire. And that was very interesting to me. That kind of pulled me up short, because as excited as I am about this alternative program that my school has for sixth graders, 
where they get to go out backpacking and canoeing and fishing and hiking. And, you know, I'm the perfect man for the job. There's no question. I'm overqualified. It doesn't get me as jazzed up. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is what I do all the time. And I know everybody says, like, oh, if you can do what you do all the time, but you do it for work, then you never work a day in your life type of deal. But I don't know. I disagree a little bit. I just, like, once I'm getting paid for something, once I have to be there, it changes it a little bit. Um, and it's a lot of extra time, too. And, and I have all sorts of pursuits. I have all sorts of, of things I want to do. And being a PE teacher, you know, there's so much less prep time. And also, even though I think I could be one of the best science teachers in the state, I know there's, like, without question, there's an unfakeable, unfakeable, um, unshakable belief that I could be one of the best PE teachers in the country. I could be the best PE teacher in the country. And so that's going to create some changes for my family. Uh, I'll be taking these credits starting August 26th. I'm going to use this week to... Uh, enroll and register in these online courses but it'll create some changes because you know I may not be staying at this school my school is already going through some changes we're getting a new principal and I was on the interview committee for that that was pretty cool unfortunately our assistant principal did not get the job and he's uh, someone I've been hanging out with uh, so that that's a bummer you know we're gonna have to build some new relationships now build some new uh, rapport and respect Unfortunately, this lady who's coming in is going to be the one who's going to do my tenure, tenure letter. And so it's kind of crazy. It's like, man, I hope I don't step in the wrong place because I don't now have three years of being awesome to fall back on when I make a mistake with this lady. It's like, if I make a mistake, that's all she'll know about me. But I, I did make a good impression in the interview. Uh, the board of education was sitting next to me, the president of the board, and one of the interview ease one of the potential principals and said how oh, you know parental communication is so important to her you know she likes phone calls and I got the chance to say yeah you know I made over 100 phone calls to parents this year and uh, the board president kind of started you know she kind of jumped and then after that in interview was over she asked me she said did you really call parents over 100 times this year and I said yeah she goes I don't think I got more than five calls the entire year my kids were the entire uh, school career of my children you know from k to 12 she got called maybe five times and here i am calling uh, the parents in my one kindergarten class over a hundred times and so that was pretty cool I, I think that made a good impression on her and i know she's somebody ultimately that gets to approve my tenure and so i you know i think i got enough built up in all these different places but uh, in order to be a successful pe teacher um, and to take these classes in addition to my job, I'm going to have to be dialed in. You know, I think I read and write with the best of them when my mind is all there. And when it's not, uh, I struggle. And you can hear it right now in my speech, right? Um, what's crazy too right now is I'm breathing in, even though it's 1 o'clock, I've already showered, I went to church, even though I'm in this strange town, I went to church, did my back PT, meditated for half an hour, read the Bible. Now here I am with you and I'm breathing in and I feel like I can smell weed. You know, I'm up here on the third floor. There's no weed around me. Um, maybe it's just leeching out of me from yesterday. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's wild, you guys. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of the stage of life right now, head to the beach. Um, I'm not going to hold back on drinking. Um, not that drinking is a good thing for me per se, but, like, drinking frequently, like, day after day, like, that's that's never been a problem of mine. Um it's just because I'm so athletically oriented. So don't take that as, as a reason for you to do it. You know, like for me, example, 
like, and the same thing eating sugar, right? Like for me, I eat too much sugar and I actually feel sick. And so it's always been pretty easy for me to avoid candy and that sort of stuff. I've been dealt a really good hand for a lot of these common addictions that people have. Caffeine, right? My heart can't handle that. And it, it's very potent for me. So I'm not addicted to caffeine. I'm not addicted to sugar. Uh, you know, I, but I, I'm addicted to marijuana. And so, and that's, that's okay. Like that is okay. Uh, it's not, not the end of the world. Um, it will be if I let it control me. And so I'm going to try not to do that. And from a spiritual aspect of it, you know, it was also, what am I putting first? And so I was able to justify smoking over this last month because I always read the Bible in the morning. I've been reading the Bible every morning now. It's like, okay, well, I put God first, and so now it's okay for me to smoke. Uh, and you know how it is, you guys. You want to. You want to, but uh, it's not good. And so I think the last episode I talked about a couple of books, like Quitting Marijuana the Easy Way, and then also Russell Brand's Recovery. And I got to tell you, the Quitting Marijuana the Easy Way, it I've, the guy said he's into hypnosis, and I can tell he used some of those traits and characteristics and techniques in the book. Um, that being said, by the time I got to the end of it, I really did not want to smoke anymore. Like I, I read it over a weekend. I specifically hadn't brought any weed with me, and I was feeling good. I, I go on like two nights or something. I'm like, man, I am not going to burn. Like I'm over it. And then I got home. And it was just, it was just a habit. It's just like, this is what I do. Like, this is who I am, you know? And that's where maybe the thing I'm struggling with most is building a new image for myself, being a new person, because there's a lot of ego involved. You know, you, oh, I want to be this great speaker or, oh, I want to be a great author. Or, I want to be a great teacher. I want to be a great athlete. And who, like, who is this I, you know, the greatness comes, you know, humility before honor and, I struggle with this change. I struggle with change. You know, I want to get new clothes, for example, but I'm broke from remodeling my kitchen. And I feel like if I had new clothes, I could be a new person. Or if I had this, I could be a new person. And instead, I'm, I'm always myself and myself. And what I'm trying to tell myself is it's not about the clothes. Like, I can spend all the money in the world. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm still the same person who's wearing those clothes. But I want this new identity. And I've been emailing with a guy who also listens or has listened to that Sadhguru guy or whatever that was on Joe Rogan, that yogi who talked about how uh, the age of 33, you know, you can, you know, that trajectory is very important. And then the next age is 66. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be 32 soon, real soon, less than three weeks. And so then I got one more year till I'm 33. And so it's like, here I am yet again. I mean, how many times talking to you has something been the most important year of my life? And now here we are, I'm trying to change careers, trying to add an additional certification, trying to really improve my stuff at school, trying to be the leader for my family, you know, for my wife, and trying to be an adult, you know, to reckon, to see myself as an adult and to not, I guess as a man, you're always kind of fumbling around, you know, men always wonder if they're doing the right thing because as the leader, there's no one for them to follow. But I've been grappling with my name and now I recognize that you know, the person I should be following is Jesus Christ. And not Jesus Christ in the sense that, you know, all formal Christian dogma, but, you know, this this great positive power and, you know, through which my culture and my own heritage recognizes um, in the religion of Christianity. You know, that's the lens on which to, to view this. So 
as we get into the whole Christianity bit, um, let's just get into Proverbs. I've, I've been reading the Bible, and I've left, I've left this little tab on Proverbs chapter 20 for a month now, and I use the very bottom of the tab to get me to the other places. Uh, I just finished the book of Psalms, read the book of Ecclesiastes, now I'm in Genesis. And so, here we go, uh, Proverbs chapter 20. Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. The terror of a king is like the growling of a lion. He who provokes him to anger forfeits his own life. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. The slugger does not plow after the autumn, so he begs during the harvest and has nothing. A plan in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding draws it out. And so the little note down here, a man's real intention may be hidden, but a wise person is able to penetrate and discern his inner thoughts. Uh, back to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? A righteous man walks in his integrity. How blessed are his sons after him. A king who sits on the throne of justice disperses all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have cleansed my heart, I am pure from sin? Differing weights and differing measures, both of them are, an abomin are abominable to the Lord. It is by his deeds that a lad distinguishes himself if his conduct is pure and right. And uh, verse 12, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made both of them. Do not love sleep, or you will become poor. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with food. Oh, bad, bad, says the buyer. But when he goes his way, then he boasts. Beware of that. And so the note down here says, Beware of the, beware of the buyer who says something is bad in order to get the price down, so he can boast of the bargain that he got. Uh, there is gold and an abundance of jewels, but the lips of knowledge are a more precious thing. Take his garment for when he becomes a surety for a stranger, and for foreigners, hold him in pledge. And so the note down here, the one who is surety, which is the person responsible should the borrower default for a stranger, um, should make sure he receives some collateral. Bread obtained by falsehood is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be filled with gravel. Prepare plans by consultation, and make war by wise guidance. He who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a gossip. He who curses his father or his mother, his lamp will go out in time of darkness. An inheritance gained hurriedly at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Differing weights are an abomination to the Lord, and a false scale is not good. Man's steps are ordained by the Lord. How then can man understand his way? And uh, the note down here says, God's sovereignty over man's ways is beyond our full comprehension. Uh, and I struggle with that, you guys. I'm really struggling with the idea that if I'm living totally in the moment, I'm not planning the future and, you know, trusting God to lead me on that path or trusting this great, powerful presence, uh, positive force to lead me on the path of goodness and to bring me to great ends. It's, it's super hard, but there was a verse in Philippians and I got I was listening to a sermon on Spotify, and I saved it, and now i got to find it, because I just took a screenshot of when that time was, but it was the idea that, like, if you give up your pleasure, like, God will give you greatness you've never, you couldn't comprehend, and so that's the other thing I tell myself, is, like, when I'm getting pissed off about property I know I don't have, or this or that, it's like, well, would you rather have that property, or would you rather have 
some chalet in the mountains of Montana, right? Or some some cool oceanside villa in the Florida Keys. It's like there there's goodness and greatness, you know, splendor is out there. And you know, me putting my goal on something or me putting a target on it, like that's maybe it's helpful in some ways, but the reality is the the overwhelming evidence from you know Buddhism, from people who are immensely successful, it's just like stay true to yourself and follow God's word and live in the moment. And and if you're living in the moment, ultimately that's 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 what's best. And so anyway, trying not to put a label on the things I want, because then again, it becomes about me. So, uh, verse 25, it is a trap for a man to rashly say, it is holy after the vows to make inquiry. A wise man winnows the wicked and drives the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. Loyalty and truth preserve the king, and he upholds his throne by righteousness. The glory of young men is their strength, and the honor of old men is their gray hair. Stripes that wound scour away evil, and strokes reach the innermost part. Um, and I, I missed that part. One of the guys who emailed me asked me about jujitsu, jujitsu, excuse me. And I think about that with this verse, you know, because wrestling and weightlifting and boxing, you know, that physical pain and conflict was really good for me. Uh, it just, it just cleansed me. And so this verse, stripes that wound, scour away evil, and strokes reach the innermost part. The, ver- the note down here says, blows of a bruise, or blows that bruise, um, blows to the dark chambers of the body. Physical discipline may cure a man of evil and cleanse his inner person. And uh, yeah, I just know that to be true for myself. So uh, I don't have any additional quotes for you today. This is kind of my first, my first baby step back from the brink. You know, if I had brought all this stuff to the beach and I had used for six days in a row, and then, you know, I'm going backpacking in New Hampshire with my dad and my brother, uh, you know, that's going to be my chance to kind of witness to my brother because I know he's going to bring stuff and he'll offer it to me. And uh, for me to say, no, this trip is about dad, I know that's going to be very powerful. It's going to be powerful for him, but it's also going to be powerful for me. And those three days of being in the wilderness or four days of being in the wilderness then coming back and getting into uh, scouting for deer season and, you know, training for school. It's going to be a lot easier to come back to the world uh, with nine days or 10 days. What is this? The seventh and going to get back on the 19th. So 12 days, you know, 12 days of being free from, from weed. um, You know, that's going to set me up pretty well that's going to give me the momentum to uh to, to go into the end of the summer and then go into the end the start of the school year and so the other the other piece you guys is uh you know what, what i'm afraid of i guess or one of my hiccups is that when i don't use you know the old jake comes back and the old jake is he's just a passionate passionate guy you know he's super bright and not afraid to get into it you know not afraid of the hyperbole not a, go 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 and so how can I do that while still being uh, a loving person? You know, how can I do that without being so self-centered that I forget about the people around me and that I'm not helping others around me in those um, fits of passion? And 
I'm going to have to start meditating again. So I did half an hour this morning. I had been doing 10 minutes a day. It's not really enough. Did a half hour this morning, but my plan is to do a half hour, excuse me, an hour in the evenings. It's like, no matter what time it is, like you have energy to go sit down and meditate. And the quality of your sleep can be 10 times better, or at least for me. And it's more likely that I'll fall asleep too. Even if I go to bed at 10 or 11 o'clock, sometimes I'm sitting, laying in bed for an hour. And so that's just, yeah, that's just going to be my new go-to. And yeah, you guys, all we can do is keep grinding. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Uh, your messages pulled me back. Like I said, I was I was headed down the dark road. I got, I got pretty fucked up yesterday. And I was planning on getting even more fucked up this week, so... Uh, for everybody who sent me an email, putting marijuana podcast at gmail.com, I just want you to know you, you, you pulled me back from the brink, and I, I really appreciate it. It was, it was worth your time, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, uh, Much love, everybody. Remember to find satisfaction in the struggle, and peace in the moment. We'll see you next time.